Hey, what's going on, guys? Glad you are jumping on and taking a watch with us tonight. I got a couple special guests that are going to be on, and I am really looking forward to this interview tonight. But my name is Shane Blanchard. I am the host of Focus on the Warrior. Thanks again for joining me. I am a three-time kidney transplant recipient, and I am paying it back by helping other people get their stories out there and try to find uh, kidneys for themselves. So this is something that's really dear to my heart and something I care a whole heck of a lot about. And I'll tell you what, the people that I have tonight are Don and Jimmy Bates. They are from the same place I am right here in Iowa. So I'm glad to have them on the show. And uh, we're going to hear some great things from these two people. We're going to hear uh, about their relationship. It's a it's a high school type of love thing. So I like, I like that kind of stuff. And uh, they do some great things in the kidney community as well, which I think is really cool because as Jimmy being a dialysis patient, he's already out there paying it forward before he even needs to pay it forward. So I think it's super cool. And we'll hear some things about his journey as well. So, uh, guys, I want to welcome on Don and Jimmy Bates from right here in Iowa. So, hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, Shane. We're mm -hmm. good. How are you tonight? Good, good. You know, it's, it's really good to see you guys. I'm, I'm glad that you're on tonight and I'm glad to see that you're both here. So how have things been going? Excellent, actually. Really busy. Very, we're very busy. Yeah, I, very, that can happen. Sometimes. Well, yeah, you guys are doing some good things in the community and the kidney community, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, what What are some of the things? We'll just talk about it real quick. What are some of the things you're involved in right now? Um, well, I'll tell you, last night we accepted a proclamation from the mayor of Dubuque um, on behalf of uh, March being... Uh, National Kidney Disease Awareness Month. And uh, today we did a um, patient symposium uh, with the NKF um, about uh, kidney disease and kidney awareness and just kind of shared our story with them. Uh, Jimmy co-facilitates with a great group of guys, um, a men's group that's it's strictly for men no matter whether they're transplanted or whatever modality it is it's a support group for guys and i have one that um, i co-facilitate i didn't create it i became part of it mm -hmm. and um, found some of the best friends i've ever had in my entire life there um, and then we also facilitate a, a virtual support group here we used to meet in person and then COVID hit so now we do it virtually once a month um, so just, you know, we try to, try to support where we can and, and, uh, do what we can to get the word out, you know? Yeah. Well, I know you guys do a lot of great things. We've run into each other on some different things within the com community, kidney community. Mm -hmm. And it's always, I just always smile every time I see you guys on there because, you know, it's, it's rare to find somebody that's, that's battling kidney disease and already doing the, doing things to bless other people. I mean, here, Jimmy is the guy in need of the kidney and he's out there helping other people that are going through the same thing as his, which, as him, which I think is wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So now you guys also, and I guess we can talk about this a little bit, do something with uh, home dialysis with a company. Uh, what's that company? It was uh, next stage. Next stage. Yeah. And so you guys have a camper, right? And yep. talk about that a little bit, because I think that's super cool. Okay. So um, last October, um, we were at, well, before October, we were asked if we would be interested in doing dialysis in a camper. And we were like, oh my God, yes, that would be awesome. Let's do this. And so 
um, we were able to rent a camper for three weeks and go out on in three different states. And actually, you you know, we connected with you physically, which was awesome. Yes. Um, along with a bunch of other people, people that we have known through the ESRD network, um, different patients. And so we were able to set up in this camper and do Jimmy's dialysis what? and um, yes. go ahead and, and show people that, you know, you don't have to be confined to a center, that you can do dialysis anywhere on your time frame and so then we were so excited about that trip that we decided that that's it we're buying a camper all right and so we bought a camper i want to say it was maybe a month after we got home and next stage wrapped it for us and uh oh, we're, we're so excited because we're going to hit the road in about a month a little over a month and we're going to be gone for three months. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's got to be awesome. I bet you meet a lot of wonderful people when you're out there, too. Yes, yeah, we, we do. really have. Yes. Yeah. Making I, I, friends and being able to connect with people. Like I said, you know, I'm part of I'm part of the support group for care partners. And I've been able to go on vacation. We've been able to go on vacation with one of those couples. And on this tour, we our our goal. We're going to get there. We're going to go to New York, and that's where another one of the girls are. So, oh, that's super cool. So, you'll drive the camper all the way out to New York. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a trip, man. Yep. And we just, you know, take our time. We got yeah. three months. Little by little, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, you know, like you said, when, when uh, I came to Des Moines and uh, Jimmy was hooked up right there on the spot so people could just see that example, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And what you guys are doing is just, but it's remarkable and it's a huge blessing to people uh, because unfortunately, and this is something we talked about in an advisory council through the ESRD network is that so many people don't know about home dialysis. Um, and it's not even talked about uh, in a lot of cases. That's and, very true. And what happens a lot of times is you have um, and nothing, nothing against the teams at the centers because they're just doing their job. But exactly. in my opinion, everybody's a home patient until they're not. And yeah. so when somebody comes up and you've got their name and their information wrote down and they look at that and they go, Nope. It's like, you have got to be kidding me. We don't do that. Yeah, I agree. I've, you know, I've, I've been to dialysis clinics where they really talk a lot to people about doing home dialysis. Uh, they, they talk about peritoneal and they talk about next stage. In fact, Davida and Atumwa, they actually, uh, promote next stage uh, to their patients. But then uh, I don't want to talk about myself so much, but this brings up a good example. When I was doing dialysis at a center um, out of town, uh, the doctor there didn't even want me going on to home peritoneal dialysis. He kept telling me I wouldn't qualify for it. And so I had to change clinics and go to Pella. And then that doctor said, yeah, you can go get an exploratory and see if you qualify. And I was able to qualify. And doing that, I was able to go back to work full time and Absolutely. at least have some kind of a life yeah yeah and so with with you doing home dialysis how do you feel jimmy during the days and, and nights because you know, in centers up and down i mean you have bad days and good days more yep. often but with with home dialysis how is that working for you um i do it every day i do my treatment every day seven days a week so um my levels stay real uh real even even keel all the way and it's like i don't 
I don't gain a lot of fluid. And if I do, we take it off the next day. So mm -hmm. it's like, <clears throat> it's, I feel really good. I have a lot more energy than I used to. When I was in center, it's about all I could do to make, make it home and go to sleep because I was just wiped out. And I don't have that feeling doing it this way because my levels are awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're getting that treatment every day, yep. um, which is a big difference. And the machine through next stage is a lot different than the in-center machines as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. it's a lot smaller, it more is. gentle cleaning. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, it's about, it weighs about 70, 75 pounds and it's portable. Um, you know, the nice thing about Next Stage is that they are the only company um, right now on the market that has um, hanging bags with the with the pre-mixed dialysate. Sure. So, you know, his prescription is 25 liters. So we hang five bags because each bag is is five liters, yep. and and there you go. You know, wow. and everything's disposable. You just throw it all away when you're done. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing it out of an RV for three months too, it's got to be, you know, because when you're doing uh, peritoneal like like I was doing, it takes up it can take up a whole room where you yep. can't be in. I mean, you get a lot of supplies. So this sounds like you might get half the supplies. I'm not sure on what that is, but are you familiar? We get them on the road. We take some with us when we start. Right. And then we just um, pick different places and uh, have them delivered there. Yep. Okay. Along yeah, when, the road. When we're on the road, then we'll just pick it up at different dialysis centers and yep. they'll, that'll be set up for us. Um, wow. But on an average, our monthly supplies, he gets 12 boxes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's a lot less on the pd because on that i was getting 30 20 30 so you get 30, 30 there's three different just so people know there's three different dialysates that you use or dextrose yep. is actually what they call it and yep. there's a green yellow and a red and i would get 30 of one 20 of the other 30 of the other so i had about 80 boxes which That's a lot people, of supplies right and that doesn't include the tubing and all the other things cleaning and all that that you need so, right. so with people that are doing home hemodialysis um travel sounds like it might be easier for them as well because they can take the machine if they go somewhere yeah and mm -hmm. and then what about the supplies do they ship supplies wherever the person is too yeah absolutely like we you know we took a trip in june last year with this amazing couple great friends of ours and um we should have done it differently they they did pd and we're HHD and we were just like, oh, we'll just take our supplies with us and loaded up the car. And um, what we should have done is had it set up that that uh, his supplies would be delivered to where we were staying. Um, the couple that we were with, they had their supplies delivered to where we were staying. And that's the only thing I would have done different. Wow, that's cool as heck. So and you've been doing home dialysis how long now? I started in 2009, mm -hmm. and then uh, 2012 I had a transplant. 2000 what was it 2017? You crashed back in. I crashed back into dialysis. Yeah, he had one good year with the transplant, and mm -hmm. then it was every year for four years. It was rejection after rejection after rejection, yeah. and then um, in 2017 he ended up with Legionella pneumonia and ARDS and ended up on ECMO, which is the highest level of, of life support. Yeah. That's where they're taking your blood out of your body and putting it back in because your heart can't pump it. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. His yeah. lungs yeah. were so sick 
and his heart was so sick. They only gave me a 30% chance to make it. And that's yep. even with the, the ECMO. And he had, I mean, he had lost so much weight due to, which is so weird because it was like four years after his transplant, I truly believe that it was the Michael Fenelate that he was taking. He ended up with this horrible diarrhea 12 times a day, every day, and literally had it lost was, 100 pounds in a year. And um, I mean, he, it would be like 90 degrees outside and he's in a hoodie and, and sweatpants and a hat and mm -hmm. shivering because he has no meat on his bones. Yeah. I mean, no, I got plenty. Oh, he's got plenty now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, geez. I mean, yeah, those infections, especially to dialysis patients can be a son of a gun. And, yeah. mm -hmm. and especially after transplant. So you've had, how many transplants have you had then? Just one. Just one. Okay. So then do you know what your panel reactive antibodies are? Is it high or is it okay? Or you're, you're, zero. You are blessed. Yeah, so, because when I did the, uh, when I was on ECMO, I also no, had. It was when you had your first rejection. Is that when it was? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was in Iowa City and had ended up on the, uh, the plasma exchange. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. 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 And you know, that's, that's really interesting too, because people that have a high PRA can, you know, can get that type of treatment and, yeah. and lower themselves to at least try to help them get a transplant too. So, and this is one of the reasons guys, why Jimmy needs a kidney uh, and needs somebody out there to donate. So if you're out there and you're watching this or, uh, right now, or, or maybe, you know, someone that, that might donate, please share this video and let's, let's spread that message. Uh, off of dialysis, this guy could do a heck of a lot more. He's already doing a lot uh, to spread awareness for kidney disease, but, uh, but man, the time he gets off dialysis, he's just going to blow things up and he's going to be a great advocate for people out there. So, um, you know, your, your kidney's going to go to a, a great person and, and even better, a great family. Um, and, and let's talk a little bit about family. You guys, your love story is so cool. Um, I wish I had a love story like it, but you guys knew each other back in high school or grade school or something. We you can hi. We were yeah, we were 12 years old when, wow. when we met and um he he was so cute, you know. He still is. He is he's he's, adorable. He, I want to pinch his cheeks, but I can't. He's adorable. <laughs> now he he would come up and, and talk to me at my locker like every day and when he was, I mean, for a 12 year old to walk up to a little girl and say, you have got the most beautiful eyes. And the poor guy, all I did was giggle and say, thank <laughs> you and walk away. Well, he got, at least he, he got used to rejection at a young age. <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't give I up. I didn't give up. Because every, oh, wow. year, every year he was like, you know, hey, you know, will you go out with me? Well, I had a boyfriend. Hey, we, do I had a boyfriend? And um, it was junior year, my boyfriend um, broke up with me just days before the homecoming dance. Mm -hmm. And I said, all right, Jimmy, I'll go to homecoming with you, but you have to break up with your girlfriend. <laughs> and then I wouldn't let him go do it in person. I made him do it over the phone. And then she started crying and I said, just hang up. I mean, <laughs> oh, what an evil person I was. I feel so bad about that, you know, but um then if she's watching it was not jimmy's fault it was not jimmy's <laughs> fault it wasn't and then to top it off you know we we dated two days before the dance went to the dance and two days after the dance i broke up with him 
<laughs> so did you go back to the old girlfriend, Jimmy? That's, no, I couldn't he do it. He didn't. But I just, you know, the thing is, is that I just felt like we were such good friends. I did not want to ruin our friendship. And now looking at it as an adult, I'm like, who better to be with than your best friend? You know? And so we parted ways after high school and always, I mean, we'd see each other at, you know, get togethers or I worked third shift at a convenience store and him and his buddies would always make it, make it a point to stop by and see me on the weekends. And, um, about 25 years after high school, I was talking to a very good friend of ours and he said, Hey, have you talked to Jimmy? I said, no, I haven't talked to him in years. And he said, well, I have his number. I'm like, well, give it to me. And so he gave me the number. I was recently divorced. You know, I just got divorced in January. And this was like in what February. Yeah, this was like February. And so we started talking and we talked, we talked the whole month of March. And at the end of March, um, I said, I'm coming to see you. And he said, okay. So I, he was only an hour away. I didn't realize he was that close. And so I went, my, my kids were with their dad. Um, on vacation and I went and I spent the weekend um, in Cedar Rapids where he was at and we just hung out had a great time um, but it was like after that weekend you just couldn't keep us apart you know either he was coming to Dubuque or I was going to Cedar Rapids and we just and we you know we talked about it you know once we became exclusive it was like you know we're, nope we're not getting married he said nope I'm not getting married because it's getting stupid. I'm not going to be stupid. And I said, you know what? I suck as a wife. I am. No, I'm not wife material. I've done it twice. I suck at it. I'm not going to do it. Well, in September, we were married. Um, <laughs> five months later. Five months later. And it wasn't my idea. He said, well, when we get married. And I was like, no, we're not doing that. He goes, oh, yes, we are. I mean, very confident about it. And we did. And I no regrets. And that was almost 13 years ago. So, yeah. Wow. And you guys have how many children and grandchildren between you now? Oh, well, we have five grown children. Okay. And 13 grandchildren. Wow. And we are a very blended family. And some of our grandchildren are not even biologically related, yeah. you know, but we're grandma and papa, and that's all there is to it. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. I love your guys' story. And, and I love Jimmy's persistence, especially. Um, I mean, it took a long time, but you landed it. <laughs> so good job. Good job on your end, man. Yeah. So uh, listen, I want to talk as well. We were going to talk a little bit about your, your kidney disease. And what was the original cause? Uh, uncontrolled high blood pressure for a long time. It ended up wrecking the kidneys. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And blood pressure, diabetes, I think are one of the two leading causes. And then yeah. of, of that, which unfortunately a lot of people don't realize blood pressure can cause uh, kidney failure. And some people think their blood pressure is high, but they don't worry about the meds, but they don't realize the damage it can cause. And they're yeah. not educated. They're mm -hmm. not educated about it. You Nobody know? told me when I started uh, gaining fluid weight, um, I was gaining a lot of fluid in my, my feet and ankles. I would just, loosen my boots and kept going you know didn't even think anything about it no it's like did, it's, i just thought i was getting fat <laughs> huh. did you, you know, know it was blood pressure at the time 
Did my you know? Yeah. Did you know you had a high blood pressure at the time? Yeah. They 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 put me on meds at one time, but the meds made me feel really crappy. Yeah. And so it's like, why take something that makes you feel worse than you were to be, begin with? You know. Yeah. Oh, I understand that completely. Because I, yeah, I, I, mine was the same reason as yours. I had a, you know, just a combination of, you know, the the Eagle Barrett syndrome that I have, and then the high blood pressure as well. The problem was I was never taking meds for high blood pressure, so I never really knew I had a problem. But, uh, mm -hmm. but wow, that's, yeah, that's, that's crazy. So um, the other thing I was going to ask you, and I know we talked a little bit about how you're feeling um, when you're on the home, it's home PD, right? No, home, or no, home, home hemodialysis. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to get this all figured out. Um, yeah. So home hemodialysis. So when you're doing this, is it keeping your kidney function up or how does, how does it work? Cause you said your labs are good and I'm just trying to understand this. And, and then for the people out there watching, what exactly does that machine do? It cleans my blood. It gets all the toxins and stuff out and, okay. the, and the fluid, and the extra fluid takes mm -hmm. off the extra fluid that I would, would be gaining mm -hmm. because I don't, I don't urinate anymore at all. Oh, really? No. So not nothing. For, not for a while. Nothing. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So it now, sucks when we're on a road trip and he <laughs> says, you know, like we're going, you know, driving hours and I'm like, you need to find a gas station. He goes, no, you pee when I pee. And I'm like, really? <laughs> that's not that's fair. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> no. <laughs> so with this, with the, and I keep going back to dialysis because it's just something mm -hmm. I always want to talk about. And so people understand a little bit too. So this machine, from what I remember on PD, they said it only did about 15% of the work that your normal kidneys, because uh, your kidneys do 100%, but but peritoneal for me only did about 15%. So is that kind of the same thing with the with the yeah. home hemo as well? Well, I, and I, think I don't know depends. what the percentage is on, yeah, on, on how not, much it cleans, right. but I do it every day. Right. So it cleans some every day. Right. And so that's why, I mean, like people who are in center, you know, three days a week, they're getting the bare minimum to keep them going. Mm -hmm. um, and most people who do uh, home hemo, it's about four or five days a week. And in our center, when he first started, he was five days a week and his clearance wasn't so good. So they bumped him up to six days a week and then he got a transplant. When he came back in, he just started at six days a week. Mm -hmm. And then he went to the doctor and he said, dude, seriously, um, I feel really good. And your kidneys work 24 seven. Can I just do this every day? Yeah. And the doctor was very supportive and he's like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have so, an awesome care team. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. So, so they'll let you do your treatment seven days a week if you want to. Well, of course they're not going to argue it. I mean, that's, it's probably a better, you probably feel better every day because if I do, day or two, my labs are awesome. Yeah. Like he just, he just got his labs. Um, we just got him in the mail the other day and mm -hmm. it was like, you know, his, his hemoglobin was like 11.6. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really good. And I had a transplant and I'm not even that high yet. I'm still under 10. Yeah. 11.6 and his, um, and his albumin was, uh, four. Four, four point, something. 4.3 something. I don't remember, but it was over four, which I mean, that's, that's optimal for him. But when, you know, when they look at the KT over V, you know, which is the clearance, you know, he is, he's kind of the rock star of 
home dialysis patients at our clinic because yeah. he's been, I mean, 2.0 and over is what Medicare expects. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, I know we had a couple of months where it was like 3.23. Right. So, I mean, wow. the higher, the better. The clearance yeah, the is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting cleaned out good. Hey, I had a question pop up here from Jeff. You guys have been on this guy's show, the Warriors Quest show. Yeah. I actually think he does his shows on Thursday night right after mine. So uh, you might, hopefully he can confirm this. If he's got a show at 730 Central Time tonight, please put that in the comments so people can tune in. But uh, he asked a good question here about going through all this. What what is What has strengthened your guys' marriage? Oh, I would have to. Honestly, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, Shane, the first time around, it was, it was rough. Okay. Because coming into it blindly in my lack of knowledge, my lack of education, his lack of education about it. Um, I thought he'll get a transplant. We'll have a normal life. And we all know that is not how it works right now. <laughs> we know that now. And so, um, I think that the first time around, I was working full time as a CNA. Um, I had young kids in the house. They had their schedules. We had grandkids, you know, and he, I like to say he wore his concrete shoes. So he drug his feet all the time to get on that machine. And I was getting very frustrated. And there were times that he wouldn't get on the machine until like 10 o'clock at night. And I would have, you know, we wouldn't get done till midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And I'd have to be to work at six. Mm-hmm. And after doing this, you know, day after day, a month after month, it was like, I called the nurse and it was December of 2012. I called the nurse and I just said, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. He's going to have to go back into center. Iowa City said that this was the year of transplant and they're liars. And I was just frustrated. It wasn't that they were liars. You know, I was frustrated with the situation and they can't give you a definite, you know, where you are on the list and when you're going to get a kidney. Um, But our nurse said to us something that really hit home. And she said, you know, Dawn, for Jimmy's sake, I hope that he gets his kidney yet this year. This is December. She goes, but for the donor family's sake, I really hope that it's not until after the holidays. And that was a real slap Mm. in the face because I did not, I wasn't even thinking, you know, I'm thinking we need a kidney. We need a kidney. We need a kidney. We weren't, I wasn't thinking somebody, somebody's going to die for my husband to get this kidney. And it turned out that his his cousin had committed suicide and was on life support. And um, we got a phone call from his niece wanting to know what they needed to do to uh, directly donate to find out, you know, what's the process. And we told him and it was like 24 hours passed. We heard nothing. 48 hours passed. We heard nothing. I called Uno's. You know, I said, look, I know you can't tell me for sure if, you know, what's up, but how, how long does a person usually wait before they know? And they said it could be up to 72 hours. Hmm. And the next morning we got the phone call that um, it was a match and that we needed to head to Iowa City. 
And so, you know, it, it was hard for us to grieve the loss of a loved one and be happy that we were receiving this gift of life. So, you know, during all of that, and then the kidney rejections, and then the ECMO, and him almost dying, it's been, I truly believe this time around, we, we came into it with our eyes wide open, with a complete and total acceptance and appreciation. And the first time around, I think I was a caregiver, and this time I feel like I'm a care partner. You know, it's like, these are, these are his treatments. They're not mine. Yes, it affects me. Absolutely. It affects me. But unless I need him to go to the grocery store for me, because I don't want to go outside because it's snowing out. Um, he's going to set up the machine and, and he's going to, you know, he's, he's going to go ahead and get everything ready to go for his treatments. So all I have to do is come in and cannulate him and document because, you know, we do paper charting, but yeah. Yeah, it's we're a team and and truly it's like today I got up and I said, I want to thank you for getting the sh the machine all taken care of. I want to thank you for making sure my coffee was on this morning. I really mm -hmm. appreciate everything you're doing. And when we're done, every day I get a kiss on my head, a hug, I love you. Thank you so much for everything you do for us. You know, yeah. it's it, it's not yeah. taken for granted at all yeah and 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 to jeff's question i think i already know the answer for jimmy it's got to be the support you get from your wife but i'll let you answer this for yourself um uh for you know what do you think has strengthened your marriage jimmy all the hard things that we've been through yeah you know like don was saying it's 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 just strengthened mm -hmm. um our relationship mm -hmm. yeah know? Yeah, we used to say it, you know, I don't I don't care if we're shoveling shit as long as we're doing it together. <laughs> you know. It's true. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. I, I just love being with her. Yeah. Well, I mean it comes that's, through. She's my best friend and yep. you know. Yeah. And you know, people out there that are watching this, they're probably just thinking, Oh, I wish I had this right now. <laughs> but eh, it'll happen. So yeah. it'll happen. Just yeah. faith. So um, and you're listed. Let's talk about the two places. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That was from Jared, not Jeff. Those questions. <laughs> Did I say Jeff? I am such a poop head. I'm sorry, Jared. You guys look so much. You know they're twins, but they look so much alike. I know. You can tell them apart. No, twins. Twins. Stop. Stop twin. Why don't one of them shave, and right. then we won't have the problem. <laughs> so. But yeah, Jeff is watching from Kidney Donor Advocacy as well as Mike Ashley. You guys know Mike Ashley. Yes. He was there, he was we there just in Des Moines. Spent last weekend with him in Des Moines. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the kidney man, he's on here watching too. He's awesome. He is. Yep. So yeah. So hey, someone on here might know you Hi, guys. Hi, Nicole. There you <laughs> That's go. my daughter. That's oh, my yeah. daughter. Yep. Princess yeah. Nicole. Yeah, yep. she's a good kid. She's a good kid. She talks to mom every day. She every calls her single every day. day. She lives over in uh Freeport, in Illinois. Freeport. Oh, so here all the time, but we get to talk to her on the phone. Yep, we video. Yeah, call. yeah they video <laughs> call all the time. So, yep. I still, you know, I don't have an iPhone, and my Samsung, I think, has something like that, but I never use it. I just use like a Snapchat or the Facebook mm -hmm. one because, oh, yeah. right? You know, Duo. even doing we use yeah, Duo. 
You know? Right. I'm not the most technical person. I mean, even from doing this stuff here, it's like overwhelming for me, but I, I try my best. You right. know? So you do pretty well. You do. Well, I try. I try. So let me talk to you a little bit about mentality. Mentally, how is everything going for you, Jimmy and, and Don? Mentally, how are you guys strong? You guys doing good? Yeah, doing good yeah. now. Um, I've had different times in, you know, since uh, I started dialysis that I've had depression. Uh, and I, I went and talked to somebody about that and uh, worked through he gave me different tools and stuff to use. You know, meditation is one of them that, that helps a lot. But so, yeah, I've been through depression and stuff like that, but I'm but doing now, now you're rock solid. And oh, with, yeah. with, and with what you guys do together, helping people that, I mean, that brings joy. It's I love it. Joy. Yeah. It, it really does. I think, I think the more involved that we get in, you know, that we are in the kidney community, um, the more that we share our story, the more that we connect with people, the more it feeds us as well. And I don't think people realize that, you know, right. I know when, when Jimmy got his transplant, it was like, get this damn machine out of my house. I'm done. I And you know what? I didn't want to talk about dialysis. I didn't want to talk about kidney disease. And, and like I said, we had one good year. Now I know because of what happened i know this will forever be a part of our lives we will forever advocate even after transplant we will forever fight for other people and their care partners that's awesome yeah and you know one of the things that's out there for goals is is try to get 80 percent of people transplanted because uh, you know not nearly that number is being hit at all right. so they're really trying to push and now with technology you know with the with you know hogs and and uh doing using kidneys for hogs and hearts i mean they just put a heart in somebody uh mm -hmm. from a pig so yeah, we're trying to get that i mean it's amazing what's going on right now i think we're probably 10 or 15 years away from all that stuff but you know it's really cool what we're seeing out there uh that's happening now it's just it boggles my mind so right. but no i i love your guys' story and and what i wanted to ask is a final thing to everybody that's out there watching i mean if there's anybody right now that wants to donate and you're looking here at Jimmy, this is the guy that deserves it. Uh, you hear how they are, you hear how they're motivated and you hear what they want to do in the community. So uh, please come forward. The information to donate is uh, running on the bottom of the screen. Uh, you got a couple choices. Uh, you can go to Mayo Clinic in Minnesota and you can apply. Uh, there's an 800 number that you can call or you can go to Iowa City. The cool thing about being a donor is it doesn't cost you anything but to donate a kidney. Financially, it's not going to hurt you. And I think where both of you guys are listed, it's covered, correct? 100% as well as yep. sometimes travel and things even are covered. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, people out there, if you're watching this, please, uh, you know, come forward and visit uh, their Facebook page, which is it's, it's not Jimmy needs it. It's, no, Jimmy. it's share your spare. Um, Share your spare Jimmy. Jimmy needs a kidney. Okay. If you just put in share your spare Jimmy, it'll probably already populate up in there. Uh, that's usually how Facebook works anymore is it'll, it'll help with that kind of stuff. So um, guys, I appreciate you coming on. I, I don't really go too long on shows. I just like mm -hmm. to 
get the story out there and kind of talk about things. But um, I will let you guys have the floor. And if there's anything final thought or anything that you guys want to say, I will give you the floor and let you do that. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Okay, doing that. Okay. I'll remove myself and I will give you. Okay. <laughs> so, um, one thing that we want to share is, um, you know what? Kidney disease is not a life. It's not a death sentence. Okay. It's not the end of your life. Um, it's it's a new beginning, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I think that we have embraced it with a more uh, positive mental attitude <laughs> and uh, that, has, that has helped us tremendously that we know that we can get through anything as long as, as, long as we got each other. Um, we know that the importance of advocating and, and helping other people and just just saying a few words, answering a few questions for somebody who's who's scared, maybe coming into this world, um, this dialysis life, this kidney failure life, um, because you know what? It is. It's forever. And a transplant is not a cure. It is, it is a treatment and there's no guarantees. We pray that a transplant lasts for the rest of your life, but we don't count on it. Um, and we've learned that just through our journey. Yeah. Um, I do know that um, Jimmy wants a living donor. And um, I think until he gets a living donor, um, if he got a call tomorrow, I don't think he'd take it um, because he wants a living donor. And, and I understand that. Um, you know, right now is our time. It's our time to give. It's our time yes. to advocate. It's our time to, to just help, you know. And like I said uh, before, this is by giving, we get back so much. Yeah. We totally do. Yep. So. Yeah. And, and I appreciate you guys so much and, and everything that you do out there. And uh, you guys are, are the epitome of love and of sacrifice because you are sacrificing the most right now jimmy and and uh, everything that you're going through and then what you're doing to give back so i love you guys so much um i'm going to talk to these guys real quick and thank you so much for coming on tonight sharing your story i'll be back with you here in just a second so love you too Jane. all right guys god bless you too hey everybody i gotta tell you man if, if these folks are wonderful people and i hope that you see that as much as I do tonight, because if anybody whatsoever deserves to be blessed with life and life more abundantly, it's going to be Jimmy Bates. So please uh, consider giving. And if you're out there and you're not able to donate, then share this video, like his page and share things that you see on his page, because that's how we can spread the word for, uh, for what he needs as a transplant. And like uh, Don was saying, they don't want a deceased donor. They want a living donor. There's a reason for that. A living donor is a lot better than a deceased donor. It's going to give them a lot more years on life as well. And so that's why a living donor is needed and is recommended. Uh, and he can have a much better life. And he's going to use that life to bless others as well as Don. Uh, they'll have so much more time to give back to this community. So please come forward and donate 
and, and save a life and be a hero uh, for Jimmy Bates. Uh, I want to thank everybody that tuned in tonight and everybody that's watching. Um, I want to thank everybody that viewed and uh, that came on with Jeff and Jared and, and Nicole, their, their wonderful daughter. And uh, there's been so many other people on here tonight. I think we've had close to 60, but um, I don't see all the comments, unfortunately. So if I wasn't able to show your comment, I, I do apologize. Uh, with StreamYard, it only shows so many comments from so many places. So, uh, but it does let me keep a ticker of how many people watching. So um, with that, I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. And I'll be back next Wednesday with another Kidney Warrior, Tanisha. And uh, she is uh, a great gal as well. And I can't wait for her to share her story. But until then, everyone, if, if you can't donate while you're living, you sure can uh, when you pass on to heaven. So make sure that you uh, hit that driver's license and you become a donor on that as well. So everyone be blessed. Have a great night and a great week and uh, take care.